Welcome back to another episode of the Highlight Reel. As you can see, there have been some changes made. We up here trying to upgrade, make things a little bigger and better. But we are back with the Highlight Reel, man. And I have a special guest today. So I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself, man. What's your name? Deshari. Okay. What's up, y'all? How are you doing? My That's name is good. Deshari Miller. Um, you want me to kind of give a spiel about do myself? Your whole, do your whole little thing. Well, I'm the host of It's a Perspective Podcast. We're going to get into for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, 23-year-old, just graduated from Langston University, multifaceted, mm -hmm. God-fearing woman, mm -hmm. uh, loving, caring, kind, you know, enthusiastic, and you know, content creator in yeah. the words. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, I that's bet. a little bit about me. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, I definitely wanted to have you on as a guest just because I see that you do have another podcast. You have your own podcast. Yeah. And then we're definitely going to have to get into this. Oh, it's not a debate. Yeah. But I kind of want to talk about why you went to the school you went to. Okay. Right? Because mm -hmm. where you went is HBCU, correct? Of course. All right. And yeah. Then, Come um, on, Langston, if you watching, Elsa. Yeah. <laughs> and then you did uh, Pledge of Sorority, correct? Yes. Sigma right. Gamma Rho stand up as well. Right. <laughs> so we go. <laughs> We're going to talk about a lot of different things. And then, uh, what did you study while you was there? Biology. So, I just graduated with my degree in biology. Mm, yeah. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to talk <laughs> about that. Because I remember when you first told me about it, uh -huh. I was thinking about how hard it is when oh, you yeah. have to, to... It's certain majors in college that when you study... So I don't want to say it's something that you can kind of play around with or BS on. But, but it's true. something that you can't. It's yeah, something that true. you can't. Yeah, I studied yeah. communication... If you don't like talking, giving speeches, mm -hmm. okay, that's hard for you. But I, I don't. I like talking. Yeah. But I don't. I like giving speeches too. Yeah. I don't mind talking in front of people. It's the writing, and I'm kind of still okay with that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. biology and all that. I knew if you was a biology major, architect major, fashion, anything like that, you were about to be in the lab like oh, yeah. all the time studying your craft. Oh, so yeah. um, we definitely gonna talk about that. But what are some things that you've been doing recently, like? In the in this so far in this year in 2023, what are some things you've been doing? So in 2023, I've been doing a lot of things. You mm -hmm. know, I just said I graduated, but in that process, I've been doing speaking engagements. Uh, okay. uh, Juneteenth on the East. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I just yeah. did an event for Miss Clara Looper. If you guys don't know who that is, please go research. She okay. did the sit-ins in 1958 in Oklahoma. Um, you know, mm. black people weren't allowed to eat. Uh, at the counters and different things like that, you, you have to go around the back. So right. she did the sit-ins to kind of break up that and actually made some headway. So like I said, if you haven't done that, go research. But <laughs> that's very important black history. Um, Absolutely. For sure. Um, I've done a lot of different things, but definitely turning up the level on my podcast and mm. having some dope guests come through. I have a live show about to happen. Yeah, that, yeah so, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Um. Cause I definitely want to learn how to do certain things like that. Yeah, I, I love podcasts and everything, but oh, yeah. doing it live, I think that would also kind of be in my lane as far as public speaking oh, again. Yeah. But then you're speaking with others, you're speaking to the crowd. There's uh -huh. a lot more engagement with that. So that's something I'm gonna have to maybe ask you some questions about and yeah. get some tips from you about that because I people some somebody else said the same thing to me. She said you should do events. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, mm. yeah. I've done events in college. I was over a, uh, a program at, when I was in school mm -hmm. where I basically was over the concerts, but that was during one of the COVID years. So oh, virtual man. everything. Now, I still got to meet some cool people, yeah. but I didn't really get to do it how I wanted to. So mm -hmm. even though I do have that experience, it's a little different. So yeah. trying to navigate that. But yeah, so I want to talk about you being from Oklahoma. I know. Right? <laughs> I feel like All this right. is a big topic. Yeah. Right? All right. So you're from Oklahoma. Uh-huh. And 
And I remember when I met you and you say you were from Oklahoma. I guess you get this a lot, but when people when you tell people that, they're really confused, kind of. They're really shocked. They're like, I don't see you being from Oklahoma. Where they say they see you being from? They can't pinpoint it. Mm-hmm. But I believe that's because I'm well-traveled and, like, well-experienced. Okay. Um, And have a plethora of knowledge but i get a that plethora. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 my dad and my mom they really poured into me and my brother at a mm-hmm. young age and so i feel like we are wherever we go we can blend in or not blend in because i genuinely don't want to blend in but okay I mean, okay yeah, <laughs> i want to stand out but being from oklahoma you know small town i mean not really small town but yeah what's what town are you city, from yeah oklahoma city oh and so that's it's a small big, town it's not a small town it's oh, a I was big city say. yeah yeah but it's not a big city like atlanta or uh, chicago or yeah. it's i also use this the uber driver said it yesterday he said it's a quiet city mm, yeah it's okay. definitely nice to raise family definitely get your footing but not somewhere if you're trying to do some things that yeah. you would go to make those things happen Okay, so how do you feel like being from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, has basically kind of helped to paint the picture of the person that you are? Ooh, that is a really good question. Okay. <laughs> um, I feel like, in a way, you can balance yourself. Like, you don't always have to be on a grind or a hustle, or mm. I don't feel like I've gotten it out the mud in some instances because I feel like if you come from big cities maybe you don't have like the ability to navigate in certain lanes um just because you're in a big city but being from Oklahoma I feel like it's just I don't know it's one of those cities where it's like you're from Oklahoma like see okay (laughs) I hear that but I'm from Cincinnati Ohio and I I always the same a little bit in the quietness um my city's kind of loud and great, oh, okay. you know, like Excuse we're loud me. and greatness, you know what I mean? But I, I always talk big about where I'm from just okay. because I wouldn't be who I am if I wasn't from there. Right. True. And that's where I grew up. You could say nature versus nurture as far as just how you grow up. But being from there, I always take pride in it because, OK, it's not in Atlanta. It's not in L.A. or anything like that. But it can become that maybe with a lot of work. But I just always like to show some pride in where I come from pride in where I come from because I feel like it's always going to be a talking point people are always going to be like Oklahoma like that's something I don't believe people know a lot about Oklahoma Oklahoma has some history like oh I do know this though yes yes between you know whether you're native or Mm -hmm. whether you're African-American like it's a lot of history like I don't take that for granted whatsoever so but I believe being in that city as a black person it could definitely take you know, some work to get where you're going because it's not something that is like a a nurture to black people, if you get what I'm saying. But I take pride in where I'm from because four or five of my city, hey, hey, you mm. know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But it's not like something I'll be like, I don't know, carrying nah. with me on my bag. Nah, I, I, I carry it with me heavy, uh, but that's it. I always use that as a talking point, too, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. So if somebody says they're from Boston or they're from New York or they're from L.A., Okay, I'm from Cincinnati. What's yeah. up? You know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. I like to show that I like to show that love, but it it always sticks with me because one thing that I learned in college is you know basically don't don't forget where you come from. Yeah. And one of the biggest lessons I learned was basically reach as you climb, reach back as you climb. Oh yeah. So basically, as you progress, try to bring people with you. Oh yeah. That way they can progress as well because yeah. that's going to progress the entire yeah, community as yeah, a whole. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. So since we're talking about progressing communities as a whole. Uh huh. All right, you went to Langston University. Yes, the real LU. 
What you mean? <laughs> Break that down. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, just a little beef between HBC, but not real beef. Yeah, but just taking pride. A little banter, in your, pride. Yeah, exactly, taking exactly. pride in your, you know, institution. And mm-hmm. I believe Langston. Ooh, it's so. It's like a hidden gem. Break it down. Go ahead. It really is. If people really knew what Langston was about, and I feel like it's underplayed because, and no, shout out to Howard. Shout out to all of the big HBCUs, but. I was able to participate in a NASA program being there. Like, that's a big name, right? They have, like, a big agricultural program with goat farming and different things like that. Yeah. Um, It's just so many things. And the people that you get to meet there, it's a small place, but it produces big personalities. I feel like a lot of different people have passed through there, um, like Jennifer Hudson or... She uh, went to Langston? Yeah. Wow. And um, I want to say... Now, I may be wrong, but he's in sports. Cinco may have passed through there, but he said he got, like, kicked out or something. Cinco. I'm not Football. sure I know the name. Chad Ocho Cinco? Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oklahoma. I think he went to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. No, he said he had came to Langston for, like, a year or a semester Okay, or okay. I'm just saying that because I feel like people pass through Oklahoma. He played for the Bengals, by the way, Cincinnati Bengals. Go ahead, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you, you know more about sports than me, so don't get <laughs> me ahead. lying, okay? Go um, ahead, yeah. But, yeah, definitely a lot of people have passed through Oklahoma. You know, Kanye West had a family that's from Oklahoma. Okay. There's different people who are, have roots in Oklahoma. So when you say take pride, I guess I should take more pride in having, you know, somewhere that you can call home. But back to Langston, I think – it's really a hidden gem. Like if mm. people could genuinely come and experience the community, but I feel like that's at any HBCU. If you can really plant a seed, you can see something grow. If you water it and nurture it enough. Mm. Yeah. What makes like so what makes you say that though? As a person, you should do that, but going to an HBCU is really important for Skin folk, okay? Because okay, once you get okay. into this world, yeah. you don't get the luxuries of having that community, having professors that genuinely care about you. Like, you're not in a class of 200 plus. You maybe have 30 or less in a class. Oh, and yeah, coming beautiful. Coming to Langston, you yep. maybe have less than 30. So maybe 20 or less, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so people who can actually give you time so that you know what to do and steps you can take. And I don't know, you can have a lot of mentors going to HBC, a lot of friends, a lot of associates. You can have those things and black people being poured into. I feel like that's something I'm an advocate. I'm sorry. I, I know no, I hear you yeah. <laughs> uh, listen to your podcast, but I'm a definitely an advocate for our black people because listen, once you get into this real world, yeah. I know they say college is the real world, but you kind of get sheltered in that environment that mm-hmm. you place yourself in. But yeah, what about you? PWI? So, so, <laughs> yes, I went to a PWI. PWI. No, I'm just I went to a PWI um, because I was ignorant at the time. Mm. And um, I won't say I had necessarily a negative outlook on HBCUs. It leaned that way, though, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I didn't apply to any HBCUs because I wanted to stay in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And so the ones that were in Ohio, I didn't necessarily want to go to. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to you know, downplay them or anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily want to go there. So, but I still wanted to go. And plus, they were kind of close to where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, I'm from Cincinnati. They're relatively close. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be somewhere where if you came to see me, you had to think about it. Like, you can't just pop up because you're going to have a drive. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and um, I think when I where I did go, there was a lot of black history there. So, okay. it can't stay... Um, Black Black History Month started at Kent okay. State. So, yeah, it's just some, it, there are a lot of 
historical events that took place at Kent State. Mm-hmm. And even though it's not HBCU, I do feel like I got a lot of information mm-hmm. from going there as far as my cultural heritage, my cultural background, because I started in a program that basically taught us about our history before. Mm-hmm. This is right after I graduated from high school. So okay. I got out of high school within, I think, two or three weeks. I was already up at school wow. learning about some of my history and different things like that. That's so cool. that has always had a huge imprint on me. And even though I didn't go to HBCU the way that I see certain things, I maybe have some of the similar perspective that you might have, even though you went to HBCU. So I loved it. Um, I I like to make sure I have a good time wherever I am. Mm -hmm. So I did do that while I was there. But um, of course, as time passed, Mm -hmm. I started to think if I went to HBCU, what would have been different? How different could it have been? Um, I always hear about, you know, sometimes on the HBCU, you always got to come step in because everybody oh, yeah. comes step in. Oh, yeah. But just saying, just seeing how, like you were saying, so many people that look like you around you in the oh, same yeah. space, all mm-hmm. going for their goals. That can be one of the most encouraging things that you can experience in your life. And I didn't get that. But I have said if I wanted to go to a if I want to go to grad school, mm-hmm. I would like to go to HBCU. So yeah. whenever that is, if that ever is, yeah. I would like to go to HBCU. And let me add this before we move off of this topic. So initially when applying, I always knew I wanted to go to HBCU, but my initial plan was to come to Atlanta, Clark Atlanta Mm. and study, you know, maybe communications. I always had a love for science since I was young. So I did science programs throughout my years. Mm. So I had a love for science. So biology was always in the back of my mind. Um, But going to Langston, they have one of the top physical therapy programs. And so that was my goal after getting my degree. Not so much now. Maybe, potentially, I'm still working out the kinks because I'm getting so many different opportunities, you know, that come across my table. But, um, yeah, before applying to Langston, I got into Clark Atlanta. I was going. I was like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And then, you know, it just worked out where I was able to stay close to home. Um, But also, like I said, received that hidden gem being able to launch a rocket in a suborbital space and mm. traveling everywhere, crazy. And internships, and it just took off. You know, becoming Miss Orange and Blue, getting to do Miss Langston. Miss Orange and Blue? Yeah, it's a freshman pageant where you... You, you know, were in a freshman pageant? Yeah, and I won. Okay, so you were... so Okay, you are Miss... You said Miss Orange and Blue. Yeah, okay. it would... At other HBCUs, I guess, would be considered Miss Freshman. But at Langston, they kind of do it different. They have like Miss Black Langston, uh, Miss Langston University, and then Miss Orange and Blue. And so I did Miss Langston as well, got runner up. But I feel like I pulled a lot from that. um, Yeah, from that experience. And it kind of led me to do uh, speaking more. It led me to doing podcasting, I feel like. Okay. Uh, If y'all listen to my intro, the intro of my podcast is from Miss Miss Langston. Mm, My future uh, isn't determined by where I currently reside. Yeah, so if you go and you can put those two pieces together, I don't know. <laughs> okay, you came yeah. barred up today. Yeah. Okay. No, I wanted to say one more thing. So I also had a similar experience. So okay. we have a black homecoming at okay. Kent. And um, they during that week, they have a pageant, basically uh-huh. a pageant. Um, and I was in that as well. But it's not just for freshmen. It's okay. really for all the years, right? Okay. But I was in it because I figured I wanted to, one of my goals when I first got to college was to meet a lot of people, yeah. have as much fun as I could, but I wanted to meet people. Why uh-huh. not? You know? So I joined this, I joined this pageant and I basically ended up being homecoming king. Wow. My freshman year, right? Yeah. So that was one of the coolest experiences that I had because as soon as I got to Kent, 
Uh, this is within that first semester. Mm -hmm. So I'm meeting all these people. Yes, I'm at a PWI, but here I am at a black event during yeah. a black homecoming week on a PWI. That's what's up. So that experience, that's what I'm saying. Even though I didn't go to HBCU, some of the experiences that I've had can help me understand what it would be like to be in an, an HBCU. I think that's important. I feel like PWI should do that in general. Yeah, I think more of them are kind of. Like they're trying to step I, into it? I, I keep feeling like I'm hearing more cultural programs okay. for students that are going to PWIs because I don't like saying minority, but as a you know person of color, different things like that, yeah. there are programs that are geared for making sure that we stay there okay. because you might not always feel, yeah. you know, present or you might not always feel as important or as seen. Yeah. So different things like that are always important. We had mentorship programs. It was, I had a good time. Not that I'm just, I'm an advocate yeah. for going to college, of course, yeah. but, um, <laughs> it just seems like I'm super advocating for them, but I really enjoyed my time there. I really did. I wanted yeah. to make the, the most of my college experience. Uh, and you studied biology. Yeah. So why? Why like why would you do something like that? Because so that's hard. It's, so what do you want to do with that? It's doable. I, I don't want to say hard because I feel like if you Man. say hard... And like I said, I'm an advocate for my black brothers yeah, and sisters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you put hard on something, that means that you can't attain it. And I just uh, okay. feel like if you give yourself the ability, if you can learn a song. Okay. In a few 30 minutes, an hour, you can do biology. You can mm -hmm. go to medical school. You can whatever you put your mind to. Mm -hmm. um, as long as you put effort. Like, I don't know if you spiritual. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Faith with that works is dead. I feel that. I feel so, that. That's why um, I work. <laughs> I put in work. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so uh, biology, I have a love, a love, love, love for science. But honestly, it started out when I was little. I always used to help people a lot. Like, I had some awesome things that had, you know, maybe like knee pain or things like that. But it was just a joy to be able to help and assist them in ways that, you know, maybe felt, made them feel good in the moment or made them feel seen. Um I love taking care of like little kids or, you know, just different things through my life that just pinpointed to science. And so then this is funny. I watched this movie called Just Right with Queen Latifah in common. Yeah, because I never really wanted to go to med school, okay. but I was like, I want to do science and I want to do something that helps people. And so I watched the movie in theaters and I was like, that is exactly what I want to do. Yeah. And I had a kind of a love for basketball at the time. And so I was like. Love and basketball, oh, just yeah. right. It's giving the mix that I wanted to give. <laughs> and so, yeah. And then that also was the pinpointing decision of why I went to Langston because they had the top physical therapy program. And so, yeah, biology just fit into that. And like I said, it's doable. Mm -hmm. It's more than doable. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just know... Like I said, certain majors, when I hear them, I, res I respect everybody that's studying, but it's certain ones I know that you put in a different kind of work. Yeah, you can't be upset. For example, like if you study nursing and things like that, I've sat with nursing majors while they're studying all night mm -hmm. and still feel like they don't have all of the information retained because of how much information they have to learn. Yeah. So when I hear these different majors and hearing something like that, I didn't do so well in biology in high school, mm -hmm. but I liked it. I yeah. do remember I liked that, I think, better than chemistry. When I think of chemistry, I think of explosions, chemicals, mixing yeah. stuff, all that. But when I think of biology, I think more of life. 
Yeah. Right. So. And I think that's really the where I come in because mm-hmm. I feel like although I did my biology major, I also love to communicate. I love to talk to people. I love to speak. And most of those people who are in those, they kind of like reserved in a way, even though they have to give presentations, maybe of their research and more people um, are starting to come out of their shell. And I see girls that are really hip. Like, they be yeah. giving everything it's supposed to give. Yeah. Um, you know, dress down. I'm serious. Like, the women in science are, then the men are coming up. Um, but, yeah, that's why I come in and kind of, like, blend the two together. Because sometimes they make the information so hard to receive that it goes over your head. Mm. But if you can attach it to something that somebody can relate to you can get much further mm, yeah i like that because again i feel like their stem stem um stem programs are very important but mm-hmm. you know a lot of people want the glamorous kind of feels where it's like oh i'm on tv all the time everybody oh, yeah. wants their 15 minutes i understand that but we still need people that are scientists we mm-hmm. still need people that are dentists we still need all these other things mm-hmm. like um i always say i love talking to teachers as well mm-hmm. and that's you could you could be teaching whatever yeah. it really doesn't matter what you're teaching but i love seeing that because i see that you have a direct impact oh, yeah. on the next generation and i think again that talks about that's speaking on the part where you reach back as you climb yeah. so as you learn and as you're becoming a teacher and then you're teaching the next generation they see you they see your passion and what you do and then they see that you enjoy what you're talking about they might say why are you like talking about this? What should I, maybe I should pay more attention to what you have to say yeah. because I don't like it, but you like, you love it so much. Yeah. So maybe I should learn something about it. Yeah. So I guess it's, it's a, it's a perspective. It is a perspective. For sure. You For got sure. right into it. I was yeah, going to say, yeah, that's yeah. exactly, <laughs> that's exactly the lane I was at to take. It's yeah. a perspective. Yeah. So, all right. So, you know, we're going to talk about your podcast. Then. Of course. All right. So your podcast is called, it's a perspective podcast. Yeah. What made you start your podcast? Okay, so it kind of came out of COVID. Mm. Um, Even though I started it kind of two years later, initially it was going to be we're better in numbers because Mm. we were so separated in the George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, everything was happening and I was just, I was through. And so I don't know if you know this this woman, her name is Sarah Koenig. She did the Adnan. It's like a... She's more like a crime, uh, a crime podcast, but she has so much impact and so much impact to the level that he was able to get a trial and get out of you know prison for that because they were trying to figure out the murder or whatever. So that's where my initial we are stronger in numbers uh, came from. I was going to do it for black people. Um, I had some stories, started digging into the stories and I felt in my spirit like, Oh my gosh, I can't do this. Mm. This is going to take a lot out of me personally Mm. because you have to not only dig through the case, you have to go talk to the people that they loved to, you know, a lot of different things. And so I started to plan for it and I couldn't. Mm. So then I said, I'm not going to give up on podcasting because I want to communicate to my people in some way. So I said, it's a perspective, a show dedicated to uncovering new perspective through a growth mindset. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, that's where the idea was birthed from. Um, Been doing it for almost a little over a year and a half. Okay. I said I took a break to graduate, but like we are back in it full force. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Because, I mean, I like that name. I like the name. And then I always love hearing about other people's perspectives. Yes, anyway, yes. so um, who are some of the what are some of the biggest things that you've learned from the guests that you've already had? Um, 
genuinely, I think the biggest, I don't necessarily take, I take things from the episodes, from each episode that are different, but from the whole experience as a whole, it's being yourself because there's no wrong perspective. Mm. Like if you're being yourself and living authentically in your lane, mm. then how could you ever have a wrong turn? You know what I mean? Okay. Um. So when people are giving their perspective, I just hope that people gain that they're supposed to be themselves. Um, and, you know, understand what passion is, understand what, you know, somebody's unfair advantage may be understand what, uh, you know, find their perspective in someone else's perspective and hopefully learn something from it. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Cause yeah. I mean, this person might have this circumstance, but they were born into that. So it's yeah. like, yes, it might seem like an unfair advantage, but they also had nothing to do with that even still. Yeah. And when I say unfair advantage, I mean, in a positive light, oh, some people, oh. some people take unfair advantage. Like, Oh, that was so unfair. But no, your unfair advantage, it would be me looking at you saying, Oh, that was unfair. But you don't think it's unfair because it was curated specifically for you. Basically your favor, not being fair. Mm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. Something yeah. that was specifically curated for me. Yeah. It might seem unfair, but it wouldn't even fit you. So it's yeah. not necessarily unfair. This is just for me. But it's an unfair advantage because somebody can't do that blueprint because it was curated for your experience. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that that's a very inter interesting perspective. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think that's something I think about or I try to be aware of because mm -hmm. one thing I've been saying a lot within the last few days is life is happening to all of us. Yes. It's happening to all of us at once. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I was at the airport and I'm just looking at all these people. I said to my cousin, so you've heard about NPCs, like the NPC challenge, yes, or whatever. Yes, people yes, being yes, funny. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at everybody. I'm thinking, bro, this is a full person mm -hmm. with their own life, their own perspective. Mm -hmm. They have so many different things going on. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what their name even is. Right. Yeah. But they have all these different things, just like I have all these different life experiences. Mm -hmm. And then I see all these people. It is it's mind blowing. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting because I'm like, bro, there is so much that you can learn in this world, period. Yeah, and it's like kind of almost being forgiving to people because you don't know their set of experiences. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, we could be so mean and rude to people because of what we're going through in our day. Like you Projecting. just said, yeah, we're living our experience, but simultaneously somebody is living, like we could be experiencing the same thing right now. We're in an episode. Yeah. But after this episode, you're going to think something and I'm going to think something. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we shared an experience. Yes. And it was yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, just be uh, a little bit more considerate yeah. to somebody's experience that they're having in the moment. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I mean, that's, those are things that I think about all the time. Cause I mean, it's, it's just such a vast, a, such a vast experience that yes. you can go from here, learn this from this person, see somebody similar, but learn a completely different life because they mm -hmm. live different lifestyles. So that's just crazy. But take today's media. Yeah. Like people are teaching some of the same content but in different ways. Exactly. You could also take it from um, preachers reading the same book. Yeah, yeah. And we get a different perspective every Sunday. Good point. Good point. I hear that. I do want to know what are some of the problems that you've run into as far as being a podcaster? Because I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was looking yeah. I was looking on your page once mm -hmm. and 
I think there were some people that were in your comments that were going off. And I was <laughs> I was watching just to see how you were going to respond. Yeah. You were respectful about it. But you were like, I can tell by your comment that you didn't watch the entire post. Yeah. So you have a good day, sir. It was just yeah. something funny. I was thinking, how do you how have you been navigating whatever problems arise? So I do like the. I need to do more of them and I'm going to get into doing it more and kind of 10 X in those videos. But that particular video that you're talking about, I just shared my perspective on a situation that was happening. And I think if I'm not mistaken, it was the home Depot situation. Yeah. Cause I'm, some people were saying that um, there were some people even in the comments saying, I don't think that y'all watched the entire video or yeah. you didn't hear what she said. She, it sounds like this, but really she's saying this. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's a perspective. Yeah. So you, there's really no wrong perspective. I mean, obviously, we know right from wrong. So obviously, in some ways, the gray area can't be there. But for me, I just felt like that situation was wrong. That girl had, you know, she's our age. I think she's like 23. Mm -hmm. um, and so she was working an honest job just because she looks good. And she posts a bathroom flick. You guys make it go viral. And then she loses her job because men are coming there to stalk her and say, oh, where's the girl, Home Depot girl? Mm -hmm. um, and it just sent me over the edge because it's like women like, because I'm putting myself in the category. I know okay. I look good. Yeah. Um, women like yep. us, <laughs> we can't get ahead because we're trying to do things that are honest and you're still over sexualizing the things that we're doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so when they were in the comments and I was like, OK, maybe you just don't know. <laughs> Maybe you just don't care, yeah. but stay out of my comment section. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to always be respectful about it. I love, you know, having com conversations and look, sometimes confrontation. <laughs> but if you're just going to be ignorant to the fact of what is happening, then yeah. just let it go. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, like when I was watching that interaction, I wanted to see basic i feel like i learned about who you are a little bit yeah. in that interaction because i'm pretty sure that you probably wanted to go off whenever you getting met with disrespect it tests your character that's yeah. when your character really shows through yeah. and i was thinking okay so she's trying to educate respectfully and then once you see somebody just not listening it's, it's like okay look i said what i said if you don't like the content you can always not watch it or whatever but I said what I said. I'm trying to be respectful. I see that you are leaving the respectful side of this conversation. Yeah. So, therefore, you have a good day. And I'm going to leave you there. Yeah. And then I think one of them had the nerve to say, uh, you shouldn't have even said nothing. Well, you shouldn't have even been in my comment section. You yeah. could have easily scrolled. Like, yeah. you're saying the same thing to me that you should have done. Yeah. It just didn't make sense. But always in respect. Because I always want to teach people. Exactly. Teach. You got to teach people how to treat you. Yeah. Cause sometimes we be like treat uh treat people how you want to be treated. Do people know how to treat themselves? Because if they don't know how to treat themselves, then they ain't gonna know how to treat me. Exactly. You have a great <laughs> point. A great I'm just point saying. made once again. I'm just once saying. again. Yeah. Also, I want to know what are some of the hard things that you run into as far as running this podcast by yourself. Obviously, the production side. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, just some hiccups that happen. You know, maybe there's a lag if you're doing like a virtual recording episode or, you know, if you, I don't know, just production in general. That's really mainly the hangups that happen um, in podcasts. And I'm sure everybody can relate to that. Yeah, man. Um, 
And obviously just doing it by yourself and not overthinking the process. Because sometimes when you're coming up with things to maybe ask your guest or being intentional in your episodes, you can kind of overthink it. And so what I find myself doing is asking the people around me, hey, am I overthinking this too much or am I doing a little too much? Because you can overthink something that's already good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, you can. Then you turn that good thing and it went somewhere else that you weren't even trying to make it go. So, yeah, that's what I find myself having a hard time in. I don't really have a hard time in, oh, I guess being a little consistent. (laughs) Mm. Because sometimes you can find yourself being like, you struggle with consistency? I mean, not now because I've learned a lot in my break. I did, but I'm saying, okay. Mm, What you saying? (laughs) Tell me what you saying. You just said... I like okay, consistency okay, is hard, but you say you don't struggle with it. Like which one? Okay. <laughs> Previously I did. Not now. Because I learned a lot in my break. I've had a lot of I've batch recorded. I've done single episodes each week. So it's just finding your flow, finding your groove, finding what works for you. Um, and I think that will help you in your processing because doing week by week episodes don't work. You have to batch. If you're doing an interview style or if you're doing it by yourself, I would consider content in general. Yes. Batch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because if you don't, it will leave you inconsistent. And that's what I was saying. Mm. The inconsistency could happen. Because mm. then when it's time to post it, like at the time, you don't have enough time. You're struggling with what you want to say. Everything arrives. So you've been on both sides of it. Like you've oh, had times yeah. where you've bashed and then there was, there was a time where you were doing it every week. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, I've done both. Uh, like, I might batch and then go week to week. Mm-hmm. But so, when it's week to week, it's hectic, but it's kind of fun. It's hectic, fun, so scary, nerve wracking. You like to be on the edge. I don't prefer it. I don't prefer it. But sometimes that's just how the cookie crumbles. I mean, if you got to get it done and go get it, you have to go get it and get it done. Wait, so, so are you one of those people where procrastination and it still pans out? You feel like you can get it done every time? Mm. Trying to read me right now? Which, <laughs> I mean, what is this? That's what is. So yes, okay, that has happened. Okay, it happens more than I would like for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, because I will wait mm-hmm. and then say, "All right, now I'm getting to a point where I have to do it." Mm-hmm. Because if I don't, then I know I will fail. So it has to get done. It's like when I'm back into a corner, it's easy for me to do it. Yeah. So, um, I understand I, that. I do that. I try not to. Um, but it, it just happens sometimes. It yeah. happens sometimes. But again, the consistency, I think that's part of the reason why I like it yeah. in a way. I know I got to go get it and I have to be consistent with it. Mm-hmm. So then if I can't go get it and it doesn't work, I know I'm being inconsistent and I feel that. So now I feel like a pain. Like I feel some kind of, you know, it's a, it's a pain point about that. It's yeah. like, I don't want to, I don't want this to happen anymore. Cause there will be times where I'm just consistently mm-hmm. dropping episodes and I don't drop an episode and then it's on that inconsistent track and it's like, and, oh, yeah, then I'm, I'm thinking, bro, <laughs> no, nah, I, I won't say I need to just stop from there. But at that point, I'm thinking, bro, I know I'm slipping. Mm-hmm. I know I'm slipping because I want to be consistent and show the people how consistent I'm trying to be. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes it harder. But I try to I'm, I will say I'm pretty consistent. If I'm not, I'm going to just say I messed up here. But you see the track record. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the track record has to speak for itself. Mm-hmm. But um, procrastination has <laughs> played a part yeah and i try to you know beat that with consistency 
and, you know, making sure I'm showing up. Yeah. And in business, I feel like for anybody that's listening, yeah. if you. I'm going to check my phone real quick. Go ahead. Okay. Um, if I didn't lost my train of thought, but um, mm. I don't know where I was going with that. I didn't lost my train of thought. Nah. So basically, I'm just like we were talking about being inconsistent mm-hmm. and how oh, yeah. you try not to let it take control because let's say you mess up once or you just always want to back yourself into the wall mm-hmm. to where you have to get something done mm-hmm. though you don't want to be in that spot. Okay, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. In business, everything is contingent up on you. Yeah. Your success and your failure. Mm-hmm. So you have to figure out where you want to be. Do you want to be in success or you do want to be in failure? Exactly. I don't feel like there's a can be a gray area between, mm, oh, I okay. want to be consistent now and, oh, I don't want to be consistent. You know, so yeah. you have to figure out what you want to do. And in this season of my life, I want to be consistent. I want to go up. I want to have things happen for me. Yeah. And if that's the same for you, then you need to be firm yeah. in what you are wanting to do. Don't listen to the outside noise. People are not going to understand. People are not going to get it. But it's on you it's not on them this life that you live is yours okay yeah it's all relying up on self yes you come into yes, this ma'am. world by yourself you're gonna leave what by yourself but it's important to build community no, as you do saying, it i'm not saying don't yeah, have yeah, community. Yeah, yeah i'm just saying as it relates to business sometimes you got to be a little selfish yes yes while because sometimes you don't have to do it having community be selfish. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes yeah. you have to go get it done when others don't want to. So I definitely understand yeah, that. Yeah, because some that's people why, see your vision. Exactly. That's why I like doing this by myself. Mm-hmm. For the most part, it just has to get done. People's like, you do this by yourself? Yeah, I want to do it. Do you want to do this as bad as I do? I can't expect you to want the same result mm-hmm. when you don't have a passion for it, yeah. which is so funny because one of my in one of my um, previous episodes, uh, one of my friends, he has said, you know, if you don't love what you do, you won't last. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Is that tr- is that true? It's I mean, true. you can you can do something that you don't necessarily like, and you'll last. But when you love it, mm-hmm. you'll basically do whatever you have to do to make sure it you'll happens. see it through and through for sure. And it's gonna take that grind. It's gonna take that determination. It's gonna take you saying." Hey, get up off me. You don't understand. Like, you don't have the same drive and determination I have because it's not yours. And it's okay that you don't see it because it's only crazy until it happens. That's what I say all the time. Like, I feel that so much because people will say that you're crazy when you have this big old idea. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why it's my idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why it came yeah. to me. If anybody's going to bring it to fruition, I'm going to have to put in the work to do it because I can't expect you to do it when you're not the one that got that vision. Oh, you know yeah. What I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So we here with it. Yeah. Even though we might see it differently, different perspectives, we basically see it. We see, definitely see yeah. similar on that. So you've, you've had your podcast. You've yeah. run into some problems. But what are some of the best things that have happened for you since you started your podcast? Connection. Oh, absolutely. I would like... Agree. Like you said, I I don't ever want to take away connections or community because it is so important. If you don't have those things around you, how do you expect to have people who, I don't like to call them followers, but followers that'll come with you on this journey. So um, connections, you got to build those. Exactly. Yeah. That's um, the best thing. Yeah. It seems like everyone I shoot an episode with, where we cool after that. Like we cool, we friends. I can ask them a question. I can say, hey, how did you do this? Or hey, can I tap you for this? Mm-hmm. Can you connect me with this person? It just opens it up. Yeah. And because, um, you know, some people, sometimes you go to a networking event. Sometimes it feels superficial. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, okay, I like this. You like this. Let's do this. But 
here we're having a full-blown conversation. Yeah. So if nothing else, I know that we've sat and we've talked for a while mm-hmm. and then we've put it out so other people can see it, other people can hear it, watch it, whatever. And we've agreed on some things. We've disagreed on some things, yeah. but we basically came to an understanding. We have you know? an understanding and we come to know each other in a, in a roundabout way. You know, yeah. even if you don't know each other in depth, I know your perspective, you know my perspective. We can flow in that capacity. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like because we're doing this, yeah. we get to know each other in depth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I always appreciate um, different conversations like this. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I've, it's like ever since I met you, because we, we just met, yeah. what, like a month ago. Yeah. Basically. That's crazy, we right? met in We met in Miami. You know, Miami. we was out there in Miami. We met, we met in Miami. But, um. I remember you said you had a podcast. So, of course, I want to check it out. Yeah. Then I see that you said it's, it's a perspective. I'm like, oh, so you know I'm going to have to pick your brain. Yeah. I, I have to pick your brain yeah, yeah, yeah. because I also am a podcaster and I like mm-hmm. to get other people's perspectives. Mm-hmm. So I love learning um, other people. So what is like one burning question you might have for me as a podcaster? Because I feel like we may have been doing it a little longer, mm-hmm. but... Um, like I've I've had different experiences. You've had different experiences. Like what what's some what's the question you have? I don't know if it's a burning question, but mm-hmm. definitely something I feel like that would help people who are also listening. What keeps you grounded and keeps you staying on this track, <laughs> even if when it's not as successful as you want it to be? What keeps me grounded? Wow, dang, way to go! All right, <laughs> <clears throat> what keeps me grounded? Um, I would say my family. Uh, something that ironically I've I've thought about or I think about a lot is I would say I am a family person, but just how we were talking about, you have to be selfish Mm -hmm. in order to make things happen for yourself and for your family. Mm -hmm. That's something that I kind of toggle with. Like I struggle with that a little bit, but I know that all these different things that I want, I don't want them from, I don't want them just for me. You know what I mean? I want it. So my community will be better. Mm -hmm. So I would say the people around me, my friends, my family, um, my faith in God, of course. Um, something else, uh, what, the gym? I feel like that sounds so weird, but for no, me, if I'm not consistently in the gym, I feel like I'm slipping because I've realized before how when I'm consistently, you know, putting my body through something hard and I'm consistently working out, training, I should better say that, mm-hmm. I, when I'm consistently training, that's a discipline that mm-hmm. I build, right, mm-hmm. and I I improve upon which can spill over into other areas of my life. And I've seen it happen. Okay. When I was consistently in the gym, whenever it happens, other things are just improving. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mental health is improving. Mm-hmm. My body is literally getting stronger. So it's improving my you know mental fortitude mm-hmm. as well because I'm always doing something tough. Oh yeah, And I like to make it the first thing I do. So mm-hmm. these are things that help me to stay level, help me to continue to grind and do everything that I need to do. Maybe I shouldn't say grind so much, but continue to put the work in because mm-hmm. faith without works is dead, as oh, we yeah. said. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I work the way I do because, yes, you can have faith, but you do have to put the work in. Mm-hmm. My, I will say, my biggest problem is rest. Mm-hmm. That's it's always been my biggest problem. It's always been my biggest problem. This is like, yeah. I'll rest at some point. I ain't going to say I'll rest when I'm dead. I'm not going to say that. Yeah. But the rest will come. I'm not going to let my make my body just say, all right, now you need to stop. Mm-hmm. But I like to make sure that I'm putting in whatever work I need to. Oh, yeah. Because I want to make sure I didn't just leave anything behind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. But, we say, same, uh, share some of the same things as far as, you know, 
keeping a community around your family. Yeah. Because that's really, those, man, that's like my driving force. Like, I really want to make it so that we all make it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I just want to say thank you, Deshari, no for this problem. episode. Yeah. This was great. Um, yeah. As you can see, we have, you know, multiple angles now. Yeah. And... This is the first for both of us, yeah. so this feels really cool. Yeah. But I definitely wanted to make sure that I shot with you while we were here in Atlanta. Yeah. Because, I mean, we are out here. I ain't going to say what the event is, but, you yeah. know, we out here yeah. to for another, let's say, another networking event. Yes. Um, and I think that it's just cool that we were able to get this together when we just recently met. Oh, yeah. But I think that also speaks to basically how when you show up in these events that, like, some, some of the networking events that you can go to and you meet people there, it can really be life changing because oh, yeah. now I know you do the same thing or you do something similar to what I do. Oh, yeah. So as you learn, I can learn from you. And as yeah. I learn, you can learn from me and we can kind of better each other, maybe curb some of that learning curve for one another oh, yeah. as we continue to go together. Yeah. So, yeah. Before so, we end, yeah. I want to say this. Guys, please remember that this journey of life, it's a perspective. You can always look at it from a different angle. You can look at it from where you are now, from a bird's eye view. You can look at it from how somebody sees you. You have so many different angles to look from it, and I promise you, you haven't explored all of those options. Also, remember, when you're looking at people online, they're releasing their, what, highlight reel. Mm, okay, okay. And so you can't always take what you see at face value, but know that the perspective that they have is something important that you should tap into. And sometimes the cliche things that they say to you are important. So when they say work, when they say grind, are you doing all of those things? Are you doing the cliche things that they're saying before you get to, have I explored all the options? So remember that every part of your life is a perspective, whether you're going through depression, whether you're going through success, whether you're high or you're low, yes, it's always going to be a perspective. Yes, ma'am. Um, Thank you so much, Deshari. I appreciate you for being a guest. Yeah. Um, this has been great. I'm glad that we got to chop it up. I'm glad we, that we got to learn more about one another and learn more about one another's perspective. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, so shout out to you, of course, as yeah. being a guest. And I'm just so glad that we were able to do this. Thank you to the listener. Thank you to the viewer. Thank you to the watcher of this episode. Go like, subscribe, comment, download, all those good things as far as the podcast. I hope that you were able to take something away from this episode. And with that... That's been your episode. Peace out.